Hello, citizens of hell! Welcome back to the Infernal Destination Show, where I am your host, Juniper Willow. For my fellow Infernal Destinations employees, morning commutes may be slower due to one of the feline hellbeasts going on a little excursion outside of its designated zone. No big deal. The situation is being handled by the cleanup department. But if you see this hellbeast, we advise against approaching it and recommend finding another route. There will be no leniency to anyone who shows up late due to being torn apart limb from limb by hell beasts. As always, the morning temperatures are in the negatives and it is chilly out in all areas outside of fire zones. But you probably didn't need me to tell you that. Now we can get to the part you've all been very patiently waiting for. My beautiful voice. Okay, I'm just messing with you. As per my promise, I will be introducing a new segment for today's broadcast. And I must say, I am very excited for this one. A dear friend and co-worker of mine has been kind enough to keep a record of her more interesting experiences here at Infernal Destinations Hell Branch, and I will be relaying it all to you. Yes, you, my dear listeners. Hold your applause. I know, it's all very exciting. Now, she doesn't keep up on our broadcast, but that's okay. I would like you all to honor her privacy and, um, not mention these episodes to her directly. Nevertheless, I feel it's important to give her a shout-out. So a big thanks to Cressida from Customer Service for making this segment possible. Without further ado, let's begin. July 14th, 2022. No, wait, that's not right. I have to put on a show for my audience. My apologies, that's not how our dear Cressida sounds. This should be more accurate. <coughs> July 14th, 2022. I wish I could quit. I would quit. If I didn't work in actual hell. The consequences for getting terminated here are a bit more... intense. So, here I am. In what is supposed to be the sweet abyss of finality. Working customer service for my eternity. Believe me, I know how that sounds. Sometimes I think this is all some cool joke, but then I realize that blinking fluorescent lights and lifeless coffee for the rest of forever has got to be my personal hell, among other things. Now obviously hell isn't pleasant, but sometimes, sometimes it's just, uh... <sighs> I think it was about 10am. I had just finished up yet another phone call from whatever the undead equivalent of a Karen is when Amanda burst into my office unannounced. Cressida, there was no attempt to hide the great disdain in her voice. The new hire? I expected her to continue, but she didn't elaborate. With a bony finger pointed in my direction, her lip quivered, and she continued walking toward my desk. Judging by the indignant yet determined expression she wore, she was expecting me to speak. She caught me at a bad time, and in my seemingly everlasting state of boredom, I decided to bite. What about the new hire? I asked. All innocence, with just a garnish of sarcasm. He asked about the thermostat, she said. You were supposed to train him. Whoops! Whoops. She slammed a pruny hand on my desk. Whoops. God damn it, Ida, don't. Don't call me that, I interrupted. 
It's a stupid nickname. Plus, I don't see what the big deal is. So the kid asked about the temp. I don't see the issue. Ida, she ignored me. Of course, probably on purpose. Now we're going to have to train someone new. Great. You're going to be the one to write up the report, not me. I'm sick of covering for you, Ida. Explain this to Mary yourself. This is out of my hands. God, I just... Ugh. I didn't catch the rest of her rant as she threw her arms in the air and stormed out of my office. <sighs> I've always been one for silver linings. At least they're not going to ask me to train anyone again. Shit. I got out of my chair and called after her. Amanda, where is his office? Amanda! It was too late. She was gone. Crap, I muttered. I'll have to find it myself. It's for the best, probably. I don't really want to hear the rest of that lecture. Colson? I called out. Cole? Kid, where are you? No answer. From anyone. The hallway was empty. My co-workers must be out on assignments, I figured. Or maybe they had their doors closed and couldn't hear me. Was there a meeting I missed? It would be just like Amanda to purposely leave me out of a meeting to punish me. Whatever, I thought. Let's stick to the task at hand. I'll get back at her later. Cole? I kept on walking. Maybe I would find him, I thought. Come to think of it, Amanda said we'd have to train someone new. Maybe he got fired? I didn't really stop to think what she meant by that. Why would they fire him over the thermostat? No matter how I think about it, it doesn't make sense. I have done way worse in my three months of being here, and I've never even gotten a write-up. Suddenly, a memory popped into my head. Memory of my first day at Infernal Destinations. My trainer was Marin. I remember thinking she was too sweet to be here. She didn't deserve to be tortured for the rest of existence. She had... Kind eyes, and hair that spiraled in dark ringlets down her mid-back. Her voice reminded me of the soft pitter-patter of droplets on the window during rainy seasons. I really missed the rain. It doesn't rain in hell. Only snow, and only ice. And I- Shit. I need to focus. How do I even- Never mind. It's not important. I remember just starting the sentence, you know? Asking about the weather is the supposed right way to begin a conversation. It's like small talk 101. Jeez, isn't it kind of co- She covered my mouth with her soft hands. I know this part because I remember thinking how much I like the smell of her moisturizer. God, sorry dear listeners, um, Juniper here. I have to interrupt because at this point Cressida is- Going on and on about Marin. Marin this, Marin that, yada yada. Okay, here we go. Let's get back to the story. I don't remember the expression she held on her face. But I know it must have been bad because I couldn't stand staring into her amber eyes when she looked like that. I stared at the floral pattern on her tights instead. Roses. The next words out of her mouth sent chills down my spine. Never talk about the temperature. She enunciated every word like she was begging me to understand the importance. Then she laughed. 
as if it was some sort of joke. But I could tell by the shaking of her voice that it wasn't. Baron didn't joke like that. Uh, um, anyways, she had said, here's the coffee maker and there's the break room. <laughs> One time, Kyle. After that, we both pretended everything was normal. I never asked why she seemed so scared. She never told me. But now, walking around these halls, looking for Cole, I should have asked. I wish I would have asked. The emptiness was starting to get to me. I felt lonely. One thing about my permanent residence in the Inferno is that I've never once felt lonely. I've actually longed for a little loneliness now and then. Specifically when my coworkers were trying to make small talk on my way into the building or at my desk or by the coffee maker. But there was no sign of my coworkers now. Only me. Vacant hallways that seemed to stretch longer the more I walked. And the eerie silence. I think the silence was the worst part. No screams of pain or laughter at some half-assed joke Kyle made, or even the constant elevator music from the radio stations. Just nothing. Nothingness. I didn't open any of the office doors. I didn't know why. I just... I didn't feel the need to. I don't remember how long I walked like that. In that painful silence with the Endless closed doors before I came to a door that actually stood out to me. I stopped in my tracks. The door in front of me looked just like every other door in this labyrinth of offices. So why were my hands shaking? And my feet retreating? Why was everything in my body, in my mind, pleading with me, screaming? Go. Leave. Perhaps... The better question is, why did I force myself forward? My hand slowly turned the doorknob, its cool metallic surface pressed against my palm. The smell of copper was faint in the air I had hoped. There was the rusted doorknob, but the pile rising noises told me it was something else. The door opened with a creak, and the sight before me made my skin crawl. The room was covered in hair, lights, caramel brown, Cole's hair. It climbed up the walls like ivy clinging to the ruins of a dilapidated building. It crawled over the day-old coffee on his desk, dipped into the tawny substance and emerged, wet and glistening before continuing over the edge of his world's best brother mug. <laughs> I watched seemingly outside of my body as my hand covered my mouth while I felt the bile rising higher. The strands covered the sunburnt face of a young boy with caramel-colored hair and smiling eyes on what I could tell used to be a photograph. It was broken now, shattered as the hair punctured it. I moved toward the desk to get a closer look when I nearly tripped over something laying on the ground. A pained groan emerged from the hairy figure. 
head turn. I shook it violently as if to convince myself not to look. I knew better. I was smarter than that. But I knew that against my better judgment, I was. I was going to look. My mother used to tell me that my curiosity was a disease. She meant it as a joke, but at that moment I knew she was right. My eyes locked on the figure that was now writhing and howling in agony. It was human-shaped. What disturbed me most was that there were no holes where the eyes should be. Then I realized that the picture frame was not the only thing that had been punctured by the brown hair. The hair had covered the body before me so entirely that it had nowhere else to go. It had curled up and into the soft jelly of the poor soul's eyes, like weeds that grow up through the soil and break through solid concrete sidewalks. The hair had embedded itself into the moaning figure's eyes so that it could engulf the body wholly. By now, it was pretty hard to deny what I had done. Cole, my voice broke. He sobbed. He was trying to talk, but no words came out. The hair had surely forced itself into his mouth. It was probably surrounding all his organs by now. If Cole had been alive when he arrived here, this would have killed him. That would be a mercy. Instead, his undead body that only mimicked real life would never end his suffering. It would be eternal. Just like everything else in this god-forsaken place. I was jolted to my senses by an itchy sensation on my ankle. Like I was being tickled by a spider. But I knew it wasn't a spider. I ran out, and just before I slammed the office door behind me, I whispered something to Cole that Marin had told me my first day here. I'm sorry. Hell provides. Wow! <laughs> wow! Jeez, I've never even heard that story. Cole? Colson? Yep, doesn't ring a bell. My best guess is that our dear Ida here hasn't told anyone about it. Can't really blame her in a place like this, but damn! I gotta get down to customer service more often. Ironically, nothing interesting ever really happens in the entertainment department. But you didn't hear that from me. Well, folks, it looks like our time is up. That's disappointing, but be sure to tune in next episode for even more fun. If you like this one, be sure to subscribe or leave a review. This is Juniper Willow, signing off. Hello, Ari here, the voice of Juniper and overall creator of Infernal Destinations. I can't tell you how excited I am to have finally released the first official episode of Infernal Destinations. If you liked it and want more updates and insider information, be sure to follow any of the Infernal Destination social media pages and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. This show is a bit of a one-man project right now, and any support you could provide would be very appreciated. I do hope to release more episodes more frequently and just more content in general, but in order to do that, I do need some help from you guys. Right now, I have a Ko-fi page set up, and any donations you can provide would be amazing. 
I'm also planning to set up a Patreon in the near future. If you can't donate, though, that's more than okay. You can support this podcast 100% for free by telling your friends and spreading the word. Thank you so much. See you next episode. This podcast is written and produced by Ari Reyna. Music, Kevin MacLeod.